This is AgriPulse Daybreak West for Wednesday, January 26th. Good morning, I'm Jeff Daly. Here's today's headlines. Paid sick leave returns. New blueprint for subsidy reform. And ag groups welcome California decision. Water leaders celebrate groundbreaking of canal project. Local, state, and federal leaders gathered in Tulare County yesterday to kick off a construction project for repairing the middle reach of the Kern Canal. The project will replace 10 miles of canal that were damaged by subsidence and are considered one of the worst pinch points along the 152-mile system. The Friant Water Authority, the Bureau of Reclamation, and the Department of Water Resources, the DWR, are jointly funding the effort. This project symbolizes the importance of strong partnerships so that we can address critical repair needs on our state's aging water infrastructure, said DWR Director Carla Nemeth. California Senator Dianne Feinstein touted her effort to secure $308 million in federal funding. She said the project will help farmers comply with groundwater plants, enable recharge projects in wet years, and build drought resilience. Newsom strikes deal to revive COVID-19 sick pay. After signaling his intention last week, Governor Newsom announced yesterday an agreement with legislative leaders over paid sick leave for workers recovering from COVID-19 or caring for a family member with the virus. Businesses with 26 or more employees would again be required to provide up to two weeks of supplemental leave after a similar law expired in September. Lawmakers plan to introduce a measure in the coming weeks and expedite it to the governor's desk. We can help protect the health of our workforce while also ensuring that businesses and our economy are able to thrive, the leader said in a joint statement. We will continue to work to address additional needs of small businesses throughout the budget. Senate passes slim down recycling bill. The state Senate this week passed SB 54. It's the latest iteration of a three-year effort to slow the production of single-use plastic packaging. The bill would require food service facilities on state property to use only compostable, recyclable, or reusable packaging. Senator Ben Allen of Santa Monica said the bill seeks to establish a comprehensive framework for addressing the costly waste problem. Plastics are going to end up everywhere, choking us to death, said Senator Sidney Kimlager of Los Angeles, a co-author of the bill. If you read the data out there that's happening with our oceans and the protein we are growing on our lands, we've got to get our act together. Democrats argued the legislature should act a measure before the issue was taken to voters and a ballot initiative proposed for November. Republicans opposed the bill along with California food producers and two other groups. Several environmental groups backed the measure. And on that note... The Senate also passed a measure that would establish a task force for farm worker disaster relief. That bill has no opposition. Judge delays enforcement of California animal housing law. The meat industry is welcoming a decision from a California Superior Court judge that prohibits enforcement of the state's animal housing law with regard to pork products until six months after the final regulations have been published. 
But the California Department of Food and Agriculture, which is working to finalize the regs for Proposition 12, characterizes the decision as, quote, narrow. The agency says the enforcement prohibition applies only to the groups that brought the challenge. That's the California Restaurant Association, California Retailers Association, California Hispanic Chambers of Commerce, California Grocers Association, and Cruz and Son. Sacramento County Superior Court Judge James Argyle says it's clear from the text of the law that voters believe the regulation should be in place before they're enforced. Looking ahead, the National Pork Producers Council and the American Farm Bureau Federation filed a petition with the U.S. Supreme Court seeking a review of the law. AFBF says the state court ruling shows why that review is important. It's imperative that the Supreme Court address the constitutionality of Proposition 12. The laws of one state should not set the rules for an entire nation, AFBF says. You can read our full report at agripulse.com. Democrats appeal for flexibility on worker vax mandate. California lawmakers are urging the Biden administration to make sure H-2A workers can get to U.S. farms despite the new vaccination mandate for foreign travelers. In a letter to the Department of Homeland Security, the 10 House Democrats warn that CDC-approved vaccinations may not be readily available in all H-2A-eligible countries or in the rural areas in which such workers reside. Without additional flexibilities, this policy has the potential to further damage the agricultural sector by prohibiting H-2A workers from entering the United States to begin work as required by the agriculture cycle. Now take note, the letter is signed by Representative Zoe Lofgren, who chairs the Immigration Subcommittee of the House Judiciary Committee. World Bank repurpose farm subsidies to address climate. The World Bank is releasing a report today that calls for repurposing global farm subsidies to promote agricultural innovations that can slash greenhouse gas emissions while also increasing food production. The report, which was done in conjunction with the International Food Policy Research Institute, warns that simply using subsidies to increase the use of environmentally friendly practices could actually reduce food production. The key, according to the World Bank and IFPRI economists, is to target subsidies toward innovations that can both increase production and reduce emissions. Repurposing some government farm spending to, quote, develop and disseminate more emission-efficient technologies could raise productivity by 30%, while reducing overall ag emissions by more than 40%, the report says. Such an increase in productivity would also mean 2% less land is needed for agriculture globally, according to the report. Now take note, the economists concede that reforming national farm programs is tricky politically, and that means any changes must work for farmers. For reforms to foster sustainable global development, effective policy coordination and technological innovations that are attractive to both individual producers and governments are needed, the report says. Now keep in mind, the report comes as the Biden administration is pushing Congress to pass $80 billion in climate-related ag and forestry provisions. IFPRI is the D.C.-based economics arm of CGIAR, 
a global research network funded by the U.S. and other governments. Now, for a look at prospects for the climate funding, read our weekly AgriPulse newsletter. Here's today's They Said It. The salmon have hung on this long. They cannot wait much longer. That the Department of Fish and Wildlife Director, Chuck Bradham, and NOAA Fisheries Regional Administrator, Barry Thom, in an op-ed for the SACB, outlining their plan for saving California's Chinook salmon. Let's daybreak west for this Wednesday, January 26th. For the latest news out of Washington, D.C., visit AgriPulse.com. For AgriPulse Daybreak West, I'm Jeff Nelly.